opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope. Brought to you by the Sensory Learning Center with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the hosts, guests, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Welcome, everybody. I'm uh, taking this show, as, as many of my longtime listeners will kind of notice, and I'm kind of taking this show to a, a much further out there um, kind of tone than we, we did when we first started. You know, when we first started the show, it was very, um, you know, what are the basic biomedical modalities, what are the things that are out there, what, what are the new um, finds in medicine, and there's a lot being done like of that on Autism One. Um, I, I kind of asked if it was okay with Autism One and Voice America that I took the show to kind of a different route, and today's show kind of really throws us in that different route, because today I have on Matt Sison, and he's a therap- hypnotherapist from Sherman Oaks, California who's a strong proponent on the law of attraction and making the secret work for you. Some of you may remember I just recently had Bill O'Hanlon on the show, and we talked a bit about the law of attraction, but we're going to talk about that a little bit more today. Matt's a dynamic speaker, and he lectures on the advances, uh, advanced use of hypnosis and hypnotherapy to overcome illnesses and life changes. So in order for that, I've also asked to join us today my husband, who is pediatrician Dr. John Hicks, who has a strong interest in cellular memory and the effects that memory can have on our health. Um, we'll, we'll be referring to him a little bit later in the show to, to help uh, bring this to a, a different level. What we'll be talking about today is the power of thought and how our thoughts that we have, both consciously and unconsciously, can affect our life. How does this relate to autism? Well, this is truly looking at a much bigger picture than the metabolic functioning and diet. Today we are asking the questions of why have we we been faced with these challenges? Are we blessed or are we cursed? Did we create this? And more importantly, can the intention and the law of attraction lead us to our path of healing for ourselves and our children? I want to start, before we start with asking some questions of Matt, but I want to start in clarifying that this is not a lecture on any religion. This is not about religion. The law of attraction and the use of intention are not condemning any religious beliefs, nor are they adhering to any. It's No matter what your denomination is, believe if, you, if you're believing that there's some sort of power or a force and or a God that is part of us all, that, that is truly the only prerequisite you need to have for this type of information. So with that being said, Matt, <laughs> with that very long introduction, could you explain what the law, what, what is meant by the law of attraction? The law of attraction and its basic essence is basically what, our, what we think we create and what we think we bring to us or we move toward it. Um, and the, uh, the tricky part is focusing on the thoughts that work for us because it's been said that we have about 60,000 thoughts in one day. 
uh, many of those thoughts are unconscious or subconscious, and they're directing our life in ways that we don't even know about them consciously. So we have to find ways to learn about what is happening inside of our minds as far as what we're thinking so that we can um, be more prepared or uh, bring to us more of what we want in our life. Matt, is, are, are, are we conscious or unconscious about the way, most of the ways we, we think of things? Ooh, uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, many times it's unconscious. Um, if we look at the, one of the biggest proponents of the law of attraction is Esther Hicks. Right. And um, what she will say is we'll know we're in alignment when physically we feel good or emotionally we feel good. Uh, many times what may happen physically is we don't feel good, but we just don't know why. Mm-hmm. And many times that's just not resonating. Our feeling body is just not resonating with our thinking mind, our conscious analytical thinking rational mind. And when there's a separation between the feeling emotional mind and the thinking rational mind, then that war or that struggle gets taken out in our physical state um, or our emotional state, and if, if you want to go as far, our spiritual state. Right, right. I love Esther Hicks. I've told you before we talked, Matt. Um, I, I, the, her book uh, is it Law of John? What's the name of her, the book? John, I know you're there, and I know you've read every single one of her books. Law of Attraction is that the one that you're asking? It is given. Asking it is given. It's given. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I I love. We listened to a lot of their their work on tapes, and I think that was the first time when I realized that I had much more control over my life than I thought I had. But a lot of people are listening today because of their um, kind of relationship with autism, whether it's for themselves, whether it's for something that they know. And that's where I kind of need to bring this in in, and together. And I think, Matt, we kind of have to go back almost a step before we go there Mm -hmm. into um, the creation of illness. Yeah. Now, somebody could easily say, well, these these children were, you know, they, they were just pounded by the environment at a very early age through vaccines, through antibiotics, through all different other types of things. Right. Obviously, that's the reason these children have autism. Um, I have a much different belief on that. I definitely believe that those things sure. did that to them. But I also believe that they came with a much stronger purpose. Right. Now, if we talk about our thoughts can create illness, they were a baby when this happened to them. How did they create this illness? Well, of course, again, we want to look at things from every possible angle, um, whether it could be a vaccine, uh, whether it could be some type of nutrition. Um, and one of those angles, obviously, we have to look at are the emotional angle. Uh, many times, people don't realize as little babies, they are absorbing the world emotionally. They're learning about the world around them. And uh, what happens is many times they just start, um, uh, you know, creating something called a critical faculty. So if something early in life says, life is so difficult, I just want to shut out, uh, they start forming something called a critical faculty around that idea. If they have that suggestion planted, in, not planted, if they take in that suggestion early on in life, and so what happens is the subconscious mind forms something around it, around it, and anything outside of that suggestion will either resonate or dissonate with what's inside of them at that age. Hopefully that makes sense. 
It does make sense, and it's it, and it's probably a different way of. You know, one of my big feelings, and we're going to be talking about this next week with my guest Rob Oker a lot. Um, he is an amazing um, uh, child counselor, and um, he's taught me a lot about why these children are have come to us, and why what what their message is, and how their message is. It, they're trying to teach us. We're, we're calling them the broken ones. But we're the ones that are broken, and they're trying to show us how broken of a society we are. Right. Um, so, with that part of it, you know that there's there's that, there's that piece. But you know, there's so many different venue, different avenues I want to hit with you, Matt. Yeah. And I'm trying to um, to central in on the yeah. one that we, we want to start with because yeah. because of the relationship with autism. Can you change the mindset? Of a child who's nonverbal, changing mind. That's a that's a really good question. And um, I can't, since I have never particularly worked with an autist, uh, a child with autism, um, I can't definitively say yes or no. Um, but what I do know of working with individuals with illnesses, if we can take them back to seeing situations and events in their life that say life is so difficult, I just want to shut out, or even life is so difficult, I just want to die. If they can go back to those moments in time where they're holding in those feelings and set those feelings free, the perceptions with those feelings go free as well. Sure. Okay. Okay. That I can definitely understand. So then let's talk about the parents because the parents play such a huge role in the healing of their child and the messages they're putting out there. And, you know, I'm just as guilty of this as any other parent out there, so I'm not casting stones, I, I just want to tell you what I used to be guilty of, which I've really tried to change now, and that's the words that I use with my son being present. Right. Um, now, my one of John and our, our um, dearest friends, Kara Lewis, whose mother runs GFCFDiet.com, we were just with her a couple weeks ago, and um, her daughter was extremely nonverbal and now functions very, very normally, and um, she has told us that she she heard everything. She yeah. heard even even when her parents thought she was completely out there, yeah. she heard everything that everybody was saying and it was just completely perplexing to her as to why people didn't understand that she understood <laughs> what they were saying. Yeah. And so I think we first have to put out is to what are the words that we are saying that our children are hearing? Hearing. Yeah. They're hearing us say What's wrong with them? What's wrong with you? You're broken. You're bad. You're you're doing bad things. Um, your body is completely just you know is gone. Uh, you know you're so sick. You're so sick. We hear that them say that to them all the time. And and what are those words? What are those words doing to those children? Yeah. What's even uh, more important than just the words itself is the energy behind the words. Yes. Babies and children are so sensitive to the emotions around them, and they don't have an analytical, critical faculty that um, filters out the words, but they can definitely feel the energy and the emotion of uh, mom and dad around them. So if they can feel their energy, it start, they start absorbing it. It's like, oh, my gosh. Um, aside, again, aside from the words, they're feeling mom going, there is something wrong with me. And so then in the subconscious mind, what we've got to remember, between ages of zero to five, our critical faculties aren't completely born. For example, as an adult, 
If I told you that your walls were black when they're really white, you'd have something called a critical faculty to bounce that suggestion off because of your experiences and expectations of those walls being white. Mm-hmm. Right? But as a little child, since there's, since there's not, not that much experience at that moment in time, if mom and dad started teaching them that the walls were black, they would start believing that the walls were black. And then they would, uh, you know, have, it would be very difficult at that time. Once, if, if they were learned from zero to five that the walls were black when they're really white, it would be very difficult to get them to change their minds about the ideas that the walls are black or that the walls are white. That, that is a very... Uh, John and I saw the, the movie My Secret Gar- Garden this last weekend. We had never seen um, Coppola's version of My Secret Garden. And uh, it was... It was such a perfect example of the law of attraction because here was this little boy who had never walked, never gotten out of bed because his whole life they had told him how ill he was. Yeah. And um, that that's exactly it's exactly what we're talking about right now. We have to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk more with Matthew Son and Dr. John Hicks about the law of attraction and using hypnosis in helping us as parents. We'll be right back. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute. And the main issue, to sum everything up, is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies. And we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. Omega Institute is the country's leading center for holistic studies. Now you can experience selected workshops from Omega in the comfort of your own home. Join us for a live web broadcast with John Friend, the founder of Anasara Yoga. In this dynamic workshop, we learn a Hatha Yoga system that is a celebration of the heart and looks for the good in all people and all things. To find out more about our live web broadcast, log on to our website, www.eomega.org. That's www.eomega.org. Or call us at 800-944-1001. That's 800-944-1001. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. 
If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. Welcome back. We are here with the wonderful Matt Dusson and talking about uh, his work in the law of attraction, and he is a hypnoth- he's a hypnotherapist. And we're, I want to talk about that in a little bit, too, as well, Matt. But what we were just talking on right now is what our children are hearing from us. And can you embellish on that a little bit more? Yeah. So, you know, uh, children and babies, they're always getting messages from the outside world. Uh, they're pretty much um, like a, a blank slate. So they're downloading, absorbing everything that comes in from outside of them. And and it's up to them and... Um, to create a perception about it. It's really up to the child to create a perception about what's happening around them and what mom and dad are doing. Uh, you know, mom and dad are always doing things for the child to the best of their ability, you know, for the love of the child. And it's the child's perception, um, which the mom and dad really have uh, no control over, or not no control, but have a, a less than control over about what that child's going to think. Right, right. Um, John, I'd like to hear what you feel about all of this and, and what our children are hearing from us. Well, if, if you uh, look at the work called The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton, he's a cellular biologist, and he goes into this whole point of downloading and that as a child you download what your parents say as the truth and it is the truth and it's never questioned but as you get older then you really have to look at those things and say well did these things I learned at five do they still work for me now and I'm 20 or I'm 30 or 40 or 50 and you have to start to really use those critical faculties and look at the stuff and say well what's serving me and what is it right. and, and the kids can't do that Right, right. So when we're told as children, when we're told that we're slower, that we're stupid, that we are, um, you know, we can't measure up to, we're not as good as our sibling or, or things such as that, these are all parts of our cellular memory that stay with us potentially forever unless we're prepared to release them. Right. So, so Matt, talk about that part of it. Yeah, here we talked about um, the idea of words versus feeling. If I can give, I'd love to give an example of that. Please, I'd love examples. Um, working on a lady who comes to me um, uh, because she comes to me and she goes, Matt, I just don't get it. I want a loving relationship, but I always end up with men who are physically and mentally abusive. Mm-hmm. And she even wrote down a list of what she thought she wanted in a man. So we put her inside of my chair in my office, and we start regressing back to scenes, situations, events. It's got everything to do with this. And we fall back to a moment at around four or five years of age when Dad's trying to teach her how to tell time with one of the round clocks. And every time she would get it wrong, well, Dad would beat her. Now, you know, I've heard that many times, but what, even came, what, what, what was even worse was what came afterwards. Every time he would make her... Um, uh, every time she would get it wrong and he would beat her, he would then say, he would make her say, thank you, Dad, for loving me. Wow. So, I mean, this wow. is the word love. We can see we can see it's a word, but what's the intention behind the word or what's the action behind the word at that moment? Right. right. Wow. So it's the feeling very, very, of the emotions. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's very powerful. 
and it is. This, these are all these thoughts. So, so, so how do we release this? Well, you, when you can get to the point where you can start thinking for your own and start contrasting what you... Uh, can you... Oh, my oh, phone's going a little crazy. Okay, then there are... Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the Sensory Learning Program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. The true meaning of your dreams doesn't have to be a mystery. Join host Bob Haas, author and pioneer in dream science, to understand what your dreams mean and how they impact your daily life. Bob and his panel of experts from the International Association for the Study of Dreams will provide facts about dreams and discuss techniques of translating your own dreams and how you can use them for your mental and physical well-being. Dreamtime will further explore the research and science of dreaming and deliver a powerful comprehension of the function of dreaming. Listen live to Dreamtime with Bob Haas every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network and discover the science behind your dreams. Again, that's every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Good health is more than good medicine. Good health starts with good nutrition. On Designer Health with certified nutritionist, author, and host, Carol Simontachi, get back on the health track. Carol provides expert advice as your mom, your nutritionist, and your health coach. From eating your vegetables, the hows and whys of good food and meal preparation, to insight into nutritional supplements and tips to progress on the road to wellness. Designer Health with Carol Simontachi, broadcast each Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Designer Health, achieve your personal health goals one step at a time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. 
we brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the sensory learning program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. The true meaning of your dreams doesn't have to be a mystery. Join host Bob Haas, author and pioneer in dream science, to understand what your dreams mean and how they impact your daily life. Bob and his panel of experts from the International Association for the Study of Dreams will provide facts about dreams and discuss techniques of translating your own dreams and how you can use them for your mental and physical well-being. Dreamtime will further explore the research and science of dreaming and deliver a powerful comprehension of the function of dreaming. Listen live to Dreamtime with Bob Haas every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network and discover the science behind your dreams. Again, that's every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Good health is more than good medicine. Good health starts with good nutrition. On Designer Health with certified nutritionist, author, and host, Carol Simontachi, get back on the health track. Carol provides expert advice as your mom, your nutritionist, and your health coach. From eating your vegetables, the hows and whys of good food and meal preparation, to insight into nutritional supplements and tips to progress on the road to wellness. Designer Health with Carol Simontachi, broadcast each Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Designer Health, achieve your personal health goals one step at a time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. Hello, welcome back. We have a lot of static going on now. I'm sorry. Um, Matt, are you there? Okay, Matt, John, are you there? Is anyone there? Okay. Uh, well, I guess I'm just going to talk until I get rejoined with my guests. This is, uh, if, if Matt or John, if you get on, just start talking. Are you there right now? Okay. I'll just keep going. Um you know, we're talking a lot right now about the law of attraction, and this is something that I find to be um, it's, it's, it's really important in the healing. Hello? 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 John, you're there. Okay, I'm there. Good. I'm back. Matt, are you there too? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. <laughs> Matt, i got to tell you, in, in all my years with the radio, this is the first time this has happened. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure the law of attraction that attracted us to, to, to actually go on. Um, oh. I, I was going to try to wing it if I had to on my own. Goodness knows I, I try to live the law of attraction. But yeah. but I can't wing the therapy piece because this is something that, that you, you deal with day in and day yeah. out and actually bringing people back to these memories and that's exactly what you were speaking of when we were um when voice america lost all connection with the world so can you can you uh go back to that what you were talking of oh um 
All right, so we're talking about emotions. Yeah, just w- watching the, uh, um, not just the words itself, but uh, the feelings and tensions behind the words. And I know that dealing uh, with a child who has autism can be very rough, very tough um, for a mom or a dad. And so one of the best things, in my personal opinion, to do is first have some tools that can help you release feelings um, in a different room or uh, uh, in a way that so that when you're dealing with your child, at least the emotional baggage isn't there and you can just act out of love for the child. And then uh, and more than likely the child will be more receptive to that. And one of the best techniques out there is something called the emotional freedom technique. Yes. EFT. It's a one. I love. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just have to, I had to throw that in. I love EFTs. And it's being used, Matt, we, when we talked for the first time just recently, I was, t- excuse me for interrupting, but I was, we were talking about how it's now really being used for a lot of autism. Hmm. And, and talk about how it, how, how it is, because a lot of people are just not at all familiar okay. with EFTs. Okay, there's, um, there's the original explanation, and I will add to that. The original explanation is the idea that we have this meridian from Chinese medicine. We have meridians running through us. And by uh, tapping on certain points and saying a certain phrase, um, well, actually, and when we have a negative feeling or a negative, negative thought, it creates a glitch in the system so that it doesn't function properly. But with, the, uh, with EFT, if you use a process, which is tapping on certain points of the body, acupuncture, acupressure points, and saying a certain phrase, it helps to release that glitch so that the meridians function the way it's supposed to naturally. Um, that's wonderful, and I, uh, I love Chinese medicine. I, I studied it for uh, uh, quite a few years. Um, but I add to that by something um, Gay Hendricks, a psychologist out in um, Santa Barbara, says, all feelings for any one moment in time are generally short-lived unless there's a resistance to feeling it. Mm-hmm. And once we can um, feel that feeling, then the resistance is free. And EFT is a great way to get into the contact of the subconscious, unconscious feelings inside of us that we don't even know are controlling our lives. And these feelings, remember, they carry perceptions with them about what's going on in the situation. So if we can release the feelings, then we'll, be more, we'll have more space away from the feeling or the emotion, and we'll have a better uh, way of dealing with the particular situation. That's excellent. Now, this is where I'm going to bring in Dr. John Hicks uh, in some questions, because his recent re- your recent research on working with cellular memory and microtubules. Am I saying that correctly? Microtubules? Microtubules. <laughs> so many big words I don't understand. But can, can you talk about that sort of a release? Well, the, the, uh, there's a book called The Quantum Brain. And what it talks about is how the, it may be the microtubules that hold memory. And what are the microtubules as opposed microtubules to Microtubules are in every cell in the body, and they do things. They move things. They, they transport things. They are what helps your DNA split so that when you replicate a cell, that cell splits normally. So what the, um, the sort of the short version of this is that the microtubules respond to vibration and that they can hold memories. So when you start talking about memories, there's explicit memories which are conscious and implicit which are sort of sub or unconscious and looking to release all of those memories. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen with EFT is it's it's releasing the feelings and some of the memories on the explicit but not so much on the implicit. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Matt, can you tell me, before we talk about the implicit, and that, cause that's important, we can't, we can't just say, we'll go back to that in a little bit, but Matt, can you tell me how can people learn about doing EFTs? EFT is, is very uh, popular nowadays. Um, you can go on their website, uh, which is emofree.com, and they have a downloadable version of the whole process. Um, it would best, though, that you do it with a, a somebody who knows a practitioner who knows EFT very well to start off with. And for those of, patients of ours that are listening today, we have somebody in our office who does train. Melody Joy does uh, training on EFTs, which is something that uh, we really recommend to do. And, and I'm assuming um, if you are anywhere near California, you definitely want to go see um, Matt to teach you how to do that as well. Matt, I'm assuming you teach that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have workshops coming up and all that stuff. I mean, I also do EFT over the phone if anybody wanted to. That's great. Wonderful. There's one thing um, uh, Dr. John had mentioned, and uh, the idea of cellular memory and um, uh, refining feelings or perceptions that are hidden inside of us. Um, it's not, I don't think it's necessary, though, that we want to release the memory. I think we just want to release the feelings and the perceptions. We want to keep the memory because we want to learn, you know, and it helps us to move forward. Um, but if we can release the feelings and release the old perceptions that came with it, then we can look at it at a different standpoint, and it won't affect us the same way in the present moment. But what if we've already learned the lesson, and we just want to release it from... Um, if, yeah, if the lesson's already learned, then the, the next thing is just to release the feeling, and EFT is perfect for that. Okay. Okay, great. So then now let's talk a little bit more about the use of, and I, and, oh, I know what I wanted to say is, in using EFT for children, people, because it is a matter of tapping on certain meridians, yeah. and I know that my son um, is not too keen on doing that as much as I've tried to get him to do it on his own. Yeah. But um, many people have said that, that one, one report I just read just recently was talking very successfully of a mother who did it for her child, and basically she just sat next to her child and did it, yeah. and um, it was really successful in trying to help break break him free of some certain anxieties that he have. I mean, it's these anxieties that really control a lot of the, the difficulty in autism yeah. because, you know, I, I don't really care about the as much on the verbal end as, as you know, if my son is socially acceptable or right. uh, those pieces just don't bother me as much. But... Um, the anxiety does get to me because it's it's very you just never know what you're going to get next. You never know when he's going to switch or when all of a sudden something's just going to cause tremendous fear. Yeah, we got to remember there's something very tangible between a parent and a child. Um, so if a parent can release anxieties in front of the child, that might be able to communicate something to the child. You know, if a parent can all of a sudden be anxious one moment and then do the EFT to release it, and then that just gives a sense of relief for the child as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, uh, you know, then the anxiety between the two are just not there. So what are other ways of releasing anxiety? Yeah. Um, and if you talk, so if you talk to a surgeon, surgeon's going to cut. If you talk to a baker, baker's going to want to bake. So if you talk to me, <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, do hypnosis or learn self-hypnosis. Um, or go to a hypnotherapist to help you release some of the feelings from the past. But hypnosis is a great way to move into a place where you can see everything in more clearly and in a more relaxed, peaceful mode. So for me, e- hypnosis and EFT hand-in-hand hand with one another 
is a wonderful way to release anxieties that's uh, um, inside of a person. Okay. Now, I've, I, um, I've, I've experienced hypnosis in many different forms before. Yeah. I have done some where I'm just completely out yeah. um, in a very paralyzed world where I, I have no feeling, no motion or anything, and, and I'm just within my thoughts. And I have some that's very lightly done, which is more like a, um, it's more of a, John, what do you call, what do you call it when it's kind of like lighter, that, the lighter versions that we do frequently? Well, it's guided imagery. Guided imagery, thank you. I, I do a lot of, I do a lot with guided imagery because that really helps me. Can you talk about the extremes of hypnosis? Yeah, there are, there are extremes. And this is, um, you know, we have the regular direct suggestion hypnosis. is basically putting somebody in a trance and giving them suggestions for change. And then, of course, we have the guided imagery type hypnosis where we take somebody through some images and they, they come up with the answers for what they need. And another particular field is regression hypnosis, but regression into this lifetime to the root of the issues that are happening uh, in their life today. That are, sure. You know, and so that um, uh, is dealing with the feelings, again, that are trapped inside of us. And it's the feeling mind. Remember, the subconscious mind is a feeling, imaginational, perceptional mind. And the conscious mind is analytical, rational, thinking mind. The thinking mind can't feel. The subconscious mind, feeling mind, cannot think. Right? But when they're two, when they're when they when we melt them together, then they can do both. But when they're sep- when they're um, fighting against one another, then you can feel that uh, that struggle inside of the body. So with regression hypnosis, again, uh, for example, with that lady with the idea of love, um, we just bring up the feeling, and if we can get access to the feeling then we have access into the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind loves to work through association. And it's through that feeling we can find, we can go back and find where all this just about started. Mm-hmm. So can, I guess, you know, the level, you're talking about the different levels of everything from, um, you know, to just, to just a light kind of um, going back to a deep, Set of regression and yeah. to where you've been. Um, can any of that be achieved within your own thoughts, or do you have to go to um, a licensed hypnotherapist to be able to achieve that? I guess is, and I and I and I, and I definitely endorse hypnotherapy. So it's yeah. not to say that every you know that's like when someone says to me, "Can you can you um, take supplements?" You know, in in can you go buy them in a health food store versus getting led to do them? Well, undoubtedly, if you're led to do them the first time, that's great. But then if you continue taking them, you don't have to come back every week to ask what to take. So I guess that's kind of what I'm saying is can you, can you go through some hypnotherapy? Can you learn how to do um, any sort of, of relaxation, even a meditation technique, to help bring you back to towards, more towards your answers? Oh, definitely. Um, there's a wonderful particular self-hypnosis technique. Um, and it's called Seventh Path Self-Hypnosis. Okay. Um, and this is a technique. The creator, his name is Cal Banyan, and uh, he's one of my mentors. And he created this particular technique to help people who weren't willing, mostly men, though, who weren't willing to talk about their problems in front of another person. Mm-hmm. And See, that it, sounds like most men. <laughs> um, I'm glad he developed it. <laughs> and it works well for women too. But uh it's a wonderful technique because it's it gently takes you back to the moments in your life uh that may be carrying some particular energies or some feelings um that you can release. It's uh it's a process where 
it's different from most self-hypnosis because it's not just putting yourself in a trance state and giving yourself suggestions for change, but there's a process where it helps you empty the cup first, mm-hmm. empty the, the things that are blocking you from what you want to manifest or feel in this current um, moment in life, and then after it's released, then placing the suggestions for positive change in. And that, that is much stronger because now the subconscious and the conscious mind are working together instead of trying to force the subconscious mind with um, suggestions. And, and, and you really hit it there with me, Matt, because my biggest um, difficulty, because I I've, have ADHD, and so my biggest difficulty with meditation is I have the hardest time clearing the mind. Yeah. I have a very hard time just be, just being in the moment, letting the thoughts come in, letting them go out. And I've learned many different techniques over the years, but it's still something that I really, really struggle with, is kind of emptying that cup in order to be able to create new thoughts and new ideas. Yeah, then you'd really love Seventh Path Self-Hypnosis because it's made specifically just for that um, uh, that type of person who can't but, really, can't, like, stop their thoughts sometimes or well, can't... Uh, I decided I, I decided the best way to learn meditation was to go to Thailand, so that's my excuse. And we're going to Thailand this October. I thought, okay, the, the, you know, I'm, I'm going right for the big guy. I'm going. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought I'd hit it straight there, and somehow, somewhere, just amongst them all, some monk will teach me how to meditate. Um, yeah, I, I mean, seventh path along with meditation is great because seventh path can help you clear the emotions, and then you can segue easily into meditation. Okay, excellent. And now where can people learn more about that? You can go to um, uh, Cal, actually, let's see, hypnosiscenter.com. Hypnosiscenter.com. Yeah, and there will be some information on that. And, um, and just uh, if, uh, um, if I can say this, I'm actually going to have um, two workshops Great, coming up. Great, please. One is going to be near the San Francisco area. And that's going to be on April 7th, and one will be in the Los Angeles area on May 5th. And it's going to be a whole day learning not only seventh, uh, seventh Path Self-Hypnosis, but other techniques that have to deal with the Law of Attraction. Well, can you tell me, give, give me your website information right now for everybody to, list, to look up so they can learn more about those seminars? Yes, it's www.mattsisson.com, M-A-T-T-S-I-S-O-N.com. Excellent. People can go there and learn more about all the things that you offer, as well as uh, talking on the phone. You can do phone consults as well with, with people to help. Yeah, I wanted to go back actually to how you mentioned EFT and um, yeah. a mom uh, did it in front of a ch- her child. Right. Uh, yeah, there's actually with EFT you can do something called a proxy proxy tapping, mm-hmm. and you can tap for um, the child's feelings. You know. If you can get a word, if you can figure out what the child's feeling, you just uh, use that technique and do it on yourself as you look into the um, you, you look into your child. I mean, I, I mean, not to go too esoteric here, but I think, of course, there's something energetic that's happening between a mom and a child. So there would be a lot of understanding and a lot of. Uh, I couldn't agree with that more. I, I very frequently will take my son and really enter a trance by looking into his eyes and he looks right back in and our souls completely connect and talk and right. and uh, and he knows wh- you know where I'm at and I also feel there's times where you know he purposely does avoids the eye contact simply because he just doesn't want to go there 
right. doesn't want to go to a level of healing. And I think that's a lot of my own son's autism is is the fact that he's not necessarily ready to leave it yet. He hasn't taught all that he needs to teach because he has to teach us a lot. We have to take another break. Uh, when we get back, let's conclude with Matt Sasson and hear a few thoughts by Dr. John Hicks. We'll be right back. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. We had a wonderful experience in our trip to the Sensory Learning Institute, and the main issue to sum everything up is that we went there with a child who was out of control and hyper, who had severe sensory issues and autistic tendencies, and we brought home a child who was vastly different. We brought home a child who plays with me and talks to me and looks in my eyes and tells me he loves me. The goal and focus of the Sensory Learning Program is to enable the central nervous system to better process sensory information by simultaneously stimulating visual, auditory, and vestibular systems with light, sound, and motion. By challenging these three sensory systems to work together and adapt to multi-sensory input, this intervention often improves speech, perception, understanding, social interaction, coordinated movement, and the ability to learn. We invite all parents interested in sensory learning program for a child to complete the confidential assessment on our website at www.sensorylearning.com. Omega Institute is the country's leading center for holistic studies. Now you can experience selected workshops from Omega in the comfort of your own home. Join us for a live web broadcast with John Friend, the founder of Anasara Yoga. In this dynamic workshop, we learn the Hatha Yoga system that is a celebration of the heart and looks for the good in all people and all things. To find out more about our live web broadcast, log on to our website, www.eomega.org. That's www.eomega.org. Or call us at 800-944-1001. That's 800-944-1001. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On mind, brain, and body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program, here's Betsy. We are back with Matt Sasson and Dr. John Hicks, and we I want to talk, Matt, Dr. John Hicks, I'm going to have him ask a question in just a little bit, uh, so hang on there, John. And uh, But I, I wanted to ask you, Matt, mm-hmm. Conventional therapies, going to a psychologist yeah. or and sitting there and starting with the first memory of your life or whatever kind of comes up. Um, I, I have to start with Matt. I have been through every therapy I think even exists. 
I have been through marriage therapy, psychologist therapy, art therapy. I've been through all different types of religious therapies. And um, I've also been through a lot of guided imagery. And I have to say that the guided imagery has probably been the most powerful to me than any one thing I've done. Because it's very simple in a psychologist's world. And I'm not at all condemning psychologists because a lot of them have helped me beyond anything. I'm not condemning it but it you know you 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 start it, it, it number one it takes a lot longer that way and you kind of we get to a point where you're over analyzing everything yeah. as where with guided imagery you really get and, and hypnosis you get directly to the problem yeah i mean the way i always look at it um i think every road leads to rome yeah and um everything we've done at any one moment in time is going to lead us to something else and it's just being aware and uh, attentive to what your body is telling you because your body will never lie. Sometimes conscious therapy would be the exact thing that you need at that moment in time just to kind of rationalize something. Um, sometimes some deep emotional release like EFT or even hypnotherapy regression will be what you need because you can't, um, you can't rationalize what's going on at this moment in time. So you just got to release the feeling and set that free. But all, all these therapies, again, it depends on what you're ready for at that moment in time. And um, everything else that you've done before is just peppered you for right. what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, it's, it's all a learning lesson. Everything is a learning lesson. And along those lines of idea um, that everything is a learning lesson, what I want to make a um, point uh, about is that we don't want to, the moms or the dads to feel like they did something to the child. No, I mean, uh, the child did come here out, um, I don't want to get too esoteric, but um, I, you know, came here to learn stuff on his or her own and maybe even to teach mom and dad about their own stuff and together they can learn about their own lives and together heal um, as, uh, um, to, you know, as both as a child and mom and child and dad. That, that's huge, Matt, because... We have to start recognizing that um, this this is these these wonderful children are are the ones that are helping us to learn, yeah. and we have just like you said earlier, if we don't learn the lesson, it will continually repeat right. so um, Dr. John, could you um, add a few comments towards any of this well the <clears throat> the one one thing that sort of came to me as I'm listening to him is that he's talking about these bonds between the moms and children and and I think there is other than just the physical bonds there are very strong energetic bonds and I think the kids pick up a lot of things that we just think or feel and may never put it into words but that feeling is there and they are so sensitive, they pick that stuff up. Yes. So, right. you know, so, so in other words, not just words, but our thoughts. Right. I are, mean, they have power, and it's feeling behind that thought. When we look at our child with disappointment, for example. Right. That so, thought so power. yeah, and the to me, I think this whole point of healing them and us, I mean, they're here to teach us and help us heal, and we're here to teach them and help them heal. So it's a two-way street. And to me, to see, you know, them as broken is really a missing the point piece because they're not broken. 
we have things going on. So it, it's it's this. Uh, you're talking about you're talking about metabolic things and. Well, yeah, well, we, we all have those. Yeah, we all have. We all have that stuff. You know, it's just some things are a little more out of whack than others. But I mean, that's we all have those issues. So to me, you know, that's superficial. You have to go deeper than that. So, and and I think you know when you start talking about the releasing the feelings and understanding those things and what are the lessons and how do we learn those and then how do we release that stuff? Right. And and I see the hypnosis piece is big for that. The the question is, you know, how how do you use it with the kids? Well, I don't think you can. So you sort of have to surrogately but figure things out. Could you use there's there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to use if they understand what we're saying then to to use guided imagery I mean you're not necessarily going to bring them to a complete and total trance state but to use no. guided imagery in their own room now I'll give you a perfect right. example oh, I think you can do that yeah I mean a perfect example is Joey with that one particular song right. we had a wonderful Matt the story of this is this is our son who's 13 years old who has autism and um, we had a, a wonderful shaman type energy healer, um, his name was Mana, that came to us and did a session with my son. And while he was there, a certain song, a certain song was played, and my son went into a trance. And I can't explain it other than the fact that this extremely hyper child just stood and looked out into space, and he was he was not there. He was I don't know. It was beautiful to watch, but he was somewhere. And every time now I put on that song, he he goes there again, where, wherever this may be. Um, so this is a non, relatively nonverbal child. So um, what what do you think about that? Um, again, the subconscious mind. One of the ways it loves to work is um, through association. So whatever made him feel good at that moment in time, um, it, it anchored that song to his emotional body. So, uh, so if Mana was working with him and was really bringing him to a place of peace just yeah. through thoughts, because he told me that's what he was doing. He says, "We're just, I'm just thinking things that Joey is connecting to," and and it, it I was not a skeptical at all because you yeah. couldn't take a child as hyper as mine who completely went, you know, quiet and and trance-like in such a short period of time if he wasn't capable of transmitting those thoughts. Yeah, and again, um, if I can just add. Uh, Attached to the thinking has got to be the, the the right feeling behind it. Right. Because you know, if you could you could have a good thought, but if the right. feeling behind it is anxious, then they're going to pick up more on anxiety than the thought. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's very important to to note. So there there are there are ways that we can reach our children, yeah. and and do you as we kind of like started talking about this at the very beginning as we're coming to the close of the show, if we could kind of end in that same point, um, our our children. How much of their consciousness do you believe is um, is active? I guess. Yeah. This is again. This is the way I look at it. From what I'm saying, uh, we can see maybe the mom or dad being the conscious, analytical, rational mind, and the child being the feeling, perceptional, emotional mind. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, if we can get those two minds to work together, so if we can get mom and dad to resonate with uh, a good feeling consistently and constantly with their child. Then that will start. Um, the child will feel it, uh, you know, more than more 
you know, the child will feel and they'll start to feel better. So the more we as mom and dads or as parents can release our stuff and be more in a state of peace and at ease, the easier it's going to be for that child to be at, at ease and at peace. Oh, I love that. I love that because that is that is it's everything we've talked about really summed up in a short period, a short couple sentences because this is exactly the message that we need to take home. And whatever way that parent needs to achieve that sense of peace is as you said earlier, it's their own individual path and where they need to go with that. Um, Matt, I want you to say one more time before the end of our show your website so people can learn more about you. Yes, it's www.mattsisson.com. That's M as in Mary, A, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, S as in Sam, I, S as in Sam, O-N.com. Great, and you can learn a lot about Matt's upcoming seminars that he has there. Dr. John Hicks, thank you for joining us as always. Thank you. I appreciate your involvement and you kind of just hey, holding me going there um, because this is this is stuff that's very it really takes a developed mind to um, understand the dimensions of all of this. But I'm headed there and I and I'm working on it. But I'll tell you one thing today: I'm really going to change my thoughts with my son tonight. This this definitely convinced me. Yeah, the feelings. The well, feelings. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, right, and and the feelings that I have right now, because I know that sitting here, even though he's at school right now, I can create some thoughts that can be bringing him along. If I can just, if I could say one last thing, sure. Um, you know, Einstein taught us that uh, energy cannot be created or destroyed, only transferred and transformed. So, if there is a lot of anxious energy, just imagine what would happen if you could turn that around. Mm. At the same amount of energy, you can ch- change it into something positive, and that can do some wonderful things. Great said. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for everybody for being here today. We'll be with you next week with Rob Oker talking about our children and as as they are gifts. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Bye. The Sensory Learning Center would like to thank you for listening to Autism One: A Conversation of Hope. To contact Betsy or get more information, visit AutismOne.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks.